You are listening to The Real Faith Stories Podcast, interviews with people who chose to boldly follow their faith. I'm your host, Brian Robinson. Now, let's meet our guest and hear their story. Shay Bynes, welcome back to Real Faith Stories. It is so good to have you back after two years plus. I know. I'm delighted to be here, Brian. So thanks for having me again. So many cool things have happened in your world. And what I'd love to have you do is just kind of reintroduce yourself for those people that haven't heard of you. And then I'm going to dig into a post that you put on LinkedIn a few weeks ago that was super convicting to me. Okay, sure. Uh, So my name is Shay Bynes. And for those who don't know me, let's see, I like to tell people first that I am a passionate storyteller. I'm also a mentor and strategist. I'm the co-founder of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, which is a movement that is almost 10 years old now, which is pretty wild to think about. Uh, So for the past decade, you know, been focused really on inspiring, teaching, mentoring, and now also advising entrepreneurs who really desire to do business in partnership with God uh, so they can experience his best and have a greater kingdom impact through the work that they do in business. And so it's been an extraordinary uh, 10 years. I married to my husband who I met when I was 16 years old. We've been married, I think, 23 years, 23 years now, mm. and uh, parents to three daughters ages 5, 14, and 21. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got all different generations going on here. We've got the whole thing going on. I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, I used to I used to use the language from toddler to college age, but now I'm not I'm out of toddler and out of college age. So it's like now it's like okay, from 5 to 21. <laughs> it's wild. There's an incredible quote I'm going to read here incredible in my mind, for sure, that you posted on LinkedIn. I'm just going to read it verbatim. God's favor is not evident merely through visibility, profitability, or impressive vanity metrics. You can buy a position, elevate yourself, and then claim that you're walking in the favor of God. You can manipulate others to achieve results and then claim that you have found favor with God. You can be visibly prosperous as a result of nonstop grinding and anxious toil and convince yourself and others, that your, quote, prosperity is evidence of God's favor. Wow. Tell me the kind of response you got to that post. (laughs) So I posted that on both LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, You know, typically Facebook is a little bit more lively for me, but there was a lot of conviction. There was a lot of amens. A lot of, I've never thought about it that way, mm. but that's true. And a lot of, wow, this is very confirming for me. Like, So I kind of got a, a, a mixed bag of all of those uh, types of responses. But it's definitely one of those posts that resonated really strongly with a lot of people. So I remember a few years ago, there was this ability to buy for like $1,000 as seen on ABC, Fox News, NBC, and you could put that little icon by your LinkedIn picture. Yes. And a lot of people did that. And then they gave you this little blip in the newspaper that was paid for as a PR kind of a thing. That's right. So that speaks to one of the things you're referring to, obviously. It is. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is very common in the business space, right? Um, You'll see a lot of this and you'll even see things like a claim of number one, like someone will just show up in a space, like they just showed up yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, 
we're the number one X, Y, and Z. Well, it's like, well, number one based off of what? Like, you know, what does that look like? Like, who said you're number one? Like, is that is that a third party resource? I mean, is that a third party? Is that a third party thing? Is that like just what you made up or whatever? And then people can spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on advertisement to, let's say, grow a social media platform or something like that and still barely serve anyone and still and say, hey, well, I'm number one because I have the most likes or I have the most followers or I have the most, you know, whatever. And it's it's vanity. It actually isn't meaningful. And and it's like there's a lot of that going on. I, I call it smoke and mirrors. I mean, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors that happens in the world of business. And it's just as kingdom entrepreneurs, like that's that's just something that it's one of those things that's like we have to be really mindful of. It's like, what are we doing here? We can't find ourselves wrapped up in the ways of the world and the ways of the world in terms of doing things and then just slapping like, well, that's God's favor. Well, no, that wasn't God's favor, <laughs> but there's a lot of that going on. And um, and this has been kind of a little bit of a rant of mine for years, but it kind of hit ahead because I've been seeing it in increasing measure. And so one of the things all this better has really put a burden on my heart around is to to call this not it's like to call it out but when I'm not I'm not calling out I'm calling up mm-hmm. that's what that's what I'm really doing here because sometimes people don't realize that's what's going on. they don't think about it because it's just what people do hey buy you know buy this buy this position on this stage buy this you know buy this and we'll put your advertisement in these popular magazines so that you can say as seen by, buy this position to be on our television show so that you can say, you know, you can make it sound like it was this when really what you did was purchase this spot, like all of this stuff. And it's just what the world's doing, but it's also what believers are doing. Yeah. And so we just need to recognize things for what they are and see things from his lens so that we don't fall into this stuff. You know, it's a lot of it's manipulation, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. How does somebody pivot away from that type of habit and sit still and say, okay, I'm going to trust you? Yeah, this goes back to intimacy with God. I mean, it's the very premise of why Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur exists, right? Is Mm. to do business in partnership with God, with God, with God, with God. You know, I think a lot of believers kind of are in this space of doing things for the glory of God. And then, you know, so then maybe get caught up into just things that are trends and things that are kind of popular in business and not really seeing them the way, you know, from a heavenly lens. Yeah. But when we do things with God, when we have intimacy with God and we partner with God and what we do, then the Holy Spirit leads and guides, convicts, brings us, guides us into all truth. So to me, I call it the with factor. The with factor is everything. Not trying to just do business primarily in our own strength or being led by the experts or being led by any anything or anyone else other than the Lord. It really is just fundamentally the difference maker. Partnership is the key word in all that you talk about with kingdom-driven entrepreneur. That's right. Let's go a little deeper into that. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I like to start by sharing how I started, because this is also how I mentor people. It starts with being really intentional around inviting God into your business. So I call it daily business meetings with God. And so a lot of us have kind of daily rhythms of, you know, well, I spend some time reading the scripture or I, you know, some people are like, well, I like to listen to my favorite worship songs in the morning, or I listen to this podcast or, you know, or, you know, whatever people's kind of daily routines with the Lord is. But 
I recommend actually setting aside time to be really focused on the intention of spending time with God around your business. So that would be actually not just a one-way conversation. Well, it's not a conversation, but it's one way. (laughs) It's not really like a one-way monologue to God about all the things that you desire to see him do or be or whatever, but it is a conversation. It's the willingness to sit before him with your plans, put them before him and listen to see what he has to say about them. It's sitting with him and asking pretty simple questions like what's on your heart concerning this business? You know, the people Mm -hmm. that I'm called to serve, just like engaging God with questions, you know, Um, and being willing to sit and listen to actually think about your to-do list. I also say to surrender your to-do list. You know, here's, here's what I'm thinking about this, this week or today. Like, what are your thoughts about today? Just engaging God. Some people like that is so weird. But it actually isn't. He actually desires to be intimately involved in what you're doing with business. And if we invite him into those spaces, um, I promise you, you'll be astounded by how intimately involved he will lead and guide. Someone listening to this is probably saying, okay, that sounds great, Shay, but I don't hear from God. Yeah. So I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, if you're a believer, the word actually says that you do, that you that his sheep hear his voice. Yeah. So first, you just got to stand in the truth of knowing that you actually do. So it's really a matter of cultivating your ear to hear and getting a sense of how he speaks to you. One of the best, best ways of cultivating this is when you're in the scripture, actually asking Holy Spirit to speak to you beyond the words that you're reading on those pages or on your app or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like if you ask the Lord to meet you right where you are, speak to you, make that word relevant to you, you know, talk to you about you in the midst of that. That's when that word becomes life. And that's when you realize, ah, wow, he actually is speaking to me. If you actually sit with the Lord and sometimes, and I, I know people engage with God differently, but all of us engage with God in the scripture. Assuming we're reading scripture, which we should, right? <laughs> right? All of us will, will, will be able to encounter God through, through the word. But then there's other ways too, you know, there's other ways too. You know, I find that when I, when I spend time, like just like quiet spaces of time, taking walks, I like to call them prayer walks, right? So for me, when I'm out by nature or if I'm sitting by the water and all of those things, I find that my soul is quieter. And when my soul is quieter, I have a better, I have I have uh, more quality engagement <laughs> I agree. with God because it's not so much of my thoughts just clouding me or all the worries of, of the day or of yesterday or whatever. Right. Yeah. So we've got to be able to quiet our, you know, like quiet our minds, quiet our souls, quiet our spirits, whatever that looks like for an individual. Some, for some people that's exercising. It happens when they exercise. That's not for me. <laughs> when I exercise, I'm just trying to think about how I'm getting through that moment, you know, that, you know, that moment. Of that, you know, but if it's like slow exercise, slow walking, you know, moderate walk, you know, those types of things, I find that that's a really good rhythm for me. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times we just have to find the ways, the places and spaces where we can engage God uh, the best. But I'm telling you, just as a starting point and for the rest of our lives, we should be able to engage God in the scripture. You should be able to see that, sense the evidence of that just from your engagement with scripture. I'll also say that you can also think about, you can, you can actually prove to yourself that you actually hear from God if you spend time also thinking about particular times when you felt like, oh, that was just a mere coincidence. Oh, that was, oh, that was just a gut, you know, I don't know, that was just my gut feel. Oh, that was just, 
I don't know. That was just my intuition. Like you can actually think about moments in your own life, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your work life, whatever, where it's like, ah, wow, I didn't put two and two together. But yeah, I believe that was the leading of the Lord. Absolutely. So we can find that history as well. Tell me about your coaching. Who do you coach? What does that look like? So honestly, I'm not much of a coach. I'm really more mentor strategist. Coaches ask really great questions. (laughs) I coach... It asks really great questions and help people to find those answers within. And I really mostly am like, hey, go ask God. I'm like a strategist with heaven. Like, go ask God these questions because I have a sense of what they should be asking. And they go ask God those questions and come back. But but that's huge. Having the sense of what questions to ask. I've always said questions are the key to life. Yes. And if you have the right question, it can literally change everything. Yes. And so what a gift to be able to speak to those you advise I'm going to say advise, not coach. How about that? Yes, I'm more of an advisor. That's right. Ask these questions of God and come back to me and let's see and let's process this together. That's right. So what a, what's one of the key questions that you keep hearing over and over that the Lord is asking those you advise to ask him? Ah, that's a good question. So I can tell you that a starting point, depending on where people are in terms of how much they already engage God with their business. One thing that consistently comes up is something I mentioned a little bit earlier in this conversation, which is to ask the father, what is his heart concerning that business? Mm -hmm. And what's his heart concerning the people that they serve through it? That is, those are very, very common questions that come up. Uh, If we don't capture his heart for what he's looking to do and all of that, we don't get down to the identity and purpose of this business in which we are in. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get caught up in a lot of tactics and strategies and all those things that may or may not be connected with the reason why, you know? So I find that those are just foundational questions. Um, I also tend to have people ask questions, strategy questions of the Holy Spirit. I mean, the question's going to be different based off of the, the person, their business and where they're at. But I'm thinking about a conversation I just had um, with a client. I do some one-on-one, not a lot, but I had this conversation with a client and I was saying to her, you know, she's in the midst of, of saying how she really feels like God's put on her heart that it's time for them to do some acquisitions, mm-hmm. right? So it's time for acquisitions. Okay, great. So then it was like asking the Holy Spirit around strategy in terms of the things that need to be in place to be positioned for what he desires to do with a mer- you know, with a acquisition. Right. So whatever the question is, asking for strategy, what positions and what is what is it that I need to do to position and prepare for what you're showing me? The strategy question. What strikes me, Shay, about this is these are very specific questions that yes. you're asking. And yes. that's probably a mind blow to some people listening to this. You mean I can ask God for strategy regarding acquisitions? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yes. When you start digging into specifics with the Lord, you have to have an ability, and we talked about hearing from him, to be able to receive those specific things. Yes. What does that look like? Is there a certain process? So this goes back to how God speaks to people in a variety of ways, right? Mm -hmm. So there's not a one answer for this, but I can give you examples of how this can work. Perfect. So I'll tell you first for myself. I tend to get what's called word impressions. Mm -hmm. Like, so there will just be like phrases that come to me or just certain words that'll come to me and I write them down. And then I'm kind of praying over like, okay, this phrase or these words and what does that look like? I also tend to get 
pictures. So I'll see something in like in my mind's eye, like I can see a picture. Sometimes I understand that picture. Sometimes I don't. But if I don't understand the picture, now I'm praying into that picture. Lord, help me like, okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? And sometimes I don't always get all the answers. A lot of times I don't get all the answers, but I get something. Mm -hmm. I get something that I can work with and then trust God as I move. Right. And so it's not that I have to seek. It's not that I have to sit there and ask, 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 ask over and over and over and over and over again, because I'm looking for some 20 step plan. It's not that I'm looking for a place to start. I'm looking for a place to go. I'm, I'm trusting that whatever it is he desires to show me or speak to my heart about is enough to steward for the moment. I love it. And so that's what so that's what I do. And so sometimes I see sometimes I see pictures. Sometimes you see in my mind's eye, I'll even see a word in my mind's eye. And sometimes I'll, it's like something I'm hearing. It's like hearing something like in my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and this is the thing, this is why this is about cultivating intimacy with God. Because a lot of people are like, but how do I know? Was it me? You know, was it the pizza I had last night? Was this, is this the enemy? Like all of that. And the thing is, is that you have to cultivate um, intimacy with him by being consistent and engaging him because you do have to learn some of these things, you have to learn some of the ways that he's, that he speaks to you, right? You have to, you have to be able to discern his voice from others, especially if you're sitting in a lot of doubt in the beginning. But one of the things I say is like, even now I've been walking this lifestyle out for over a decade now, and I still don't have a hundred percent clarity most of the time or a hundred percent confidence most of the time. And I don't need it. I can have 50% clarity and be okay for taking a step and allow clarity to unveil itself as I move. Okay, let's pause on that point. That's huge. Goes back to what has life on it right now, right? When you ask the Lord, so he gives you a word or a phrase or an impression that has life on it, and that typically will require you to dig into it in more prayer or take a step of action. Yep, that's right. Then do that by faith. Yes, by faith. That's the whole thing. This isn't about, oh, I have to get all the exact instructions, all the steps right now, so then I can go do. That's not That's not even a walk of faith. Right. And knowing everything up front is not even close to a walk of faith. Exactly. So it's like you have to steward what, what he reveals to you. That key word there is steward. Yes. And so I think so often, at least in my experience, I have not stewarded what was a very simple impression, but I was looking for something more elaborate perhaps more specific, but God was basically giving me a breadcrumb, so to speak, said, pick this up. Are you going to do something with that? Yes. And that's what I hear you saying. That that is exactly what I'm saying. And the other thing that I like to share that just gives some freedom to people is that, especially in the beginning, when there's like, there's so much kind of doubt around, you know, is it, am I really hearing or sensing or seeing this, you know, uh, from God is I'm like, Hey, is, is this against scripture? Ask yourself, is this against scripture? No? Okay, cool. All right. Do you have do you have any level of peace? Because peace resides on the inside of you. Do you have any level of peace concerning this? Yeah. Okay. Well, then take a step as if. Take the risk. As if. Yes. Because because a lot of people won't take that, you know, it's it's interesting, Brian, because as an entrepreneur, oftentimes we'll go and pay thousands of dollars for somebody else's blueprint to walk it out without even doubt, just like, okay, well, because like, you're buying that person's breakthrough, right? That's right. Okay, so I'm buying this breakthrough, I'm buying all these steps. I'm going to take all of these steps and then not even really think twice about it. But yet when God himself, creator of the universe, places a seed of something 
there's all this doubt. It's like, well, all of a sudden we get weird. <laughs> now we're doing this with God. So now, now, now we get weird. It's like, no, don't get weird now. It's like, no, you have, you're going to get heavenly strategy that beats blueprints from someone else's breakthrough any day of the week. He is the source. Everyone and everything else is a resource. So I'm not saying don't hire coaches, don't buy blue. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is allow God to be the source of even who your resources are going to be that you listen to. That's all I'm saying. There is heavenly strategy for you. There's frameworks that other people teach and guide just like we do, but there's specific blueprints from heaven specifically for what you're doing because it's coming from where? From the heart of the Father. Just like you have an individual thumbprint, God has an individual print for what he wants to do through you. That's it. Why do you suppose, Shay, it's so easy to buy a blueprint from someone else, to have no doubt, to grind our way into copying that? as opposed to the Spirit of God saying, I'm freely giving this to you. Yeah. What's your thought on that? Well, one just doesn't require a lot of faith. There you it know? is. Yep. <laughs> you know, if, if, if we want, it's like, even though it's a false sense of certainty, it's still a sense of certainty. And so it's easier to take the approach, the path of what is a sense, a perception at least, of certainty. So we would rather... I feel like we would rather, I put this in air quotes, embrace a false sense of certainty, any kind of certainty, over taking a step of faith and trusting in the one who is absolutely certain. Yes. Ouch. I know. When I think about this, when I mentor folks, I'm always talking to them, especially if I'm directly mentoring somebody, I love to talk to them in this language of, okay, like when they're first starting this kind of, I call it the wild and crazy and amazing adventure with God. When you're starting that in the beginning and you're just like cultivating intimacy, inviting them into this space in the beginning, it's like you've kind of stepped into the water, but like the water's only up to your ankles. And when you're at that point, it's still very easy to hop back out and go back to your old ways, the old things of certainty, like the, you know, all of those things, right? false sense of certainty, let's be clear, all of those things. But the more you cultivate intimacy with God and the more you're building history with God in this context of your life, this specific context of your life, the more you desire to go deeper. And it's just it's it's just the facts of the way it works. It's like the more you do it, the more you go in the water. So it's like, you know, I have this, I have this one person I'm thinking about her as I'm talking. It's like, I remember six years ago when it was like water was up to her ankles. Every year I'd be like, oh, you're about, you're about knee deep now, you know, but I would watch her as she just grow and continue. I'm like, oh, you're about waist deep now. And it got maybe three years down the road. And I'm like, man, that water is just over your head at this point. And it's the most beautiful thing, but it takes time. It takes cultivating intimacy, allowing your identity to be formed and revealed to you As a result of that intimacy, getting the heart of the father, aligning your thoughts with his thoughts, your heart with his heart, your dreams with his dreams, and then having that freedom to just move because you're flowing with the spirit of God. That's a process. That's not like a, hey, we start day one like that. That is a huge point. Most people want to microwave God. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Not at all. He's all about intimacy and relationship, isn't he? Yes, that's right. That's right. And so it's just staying with the process, which is why I believe community is so important, Brian, because when you're just as a business owner that walks into the space of, okay, oh, now I'm I'm shifting my mind. I'm shifting my heart. Like I'm doing this in partnership with God. You probably be one of very few people, believers or not, whether they're believers or not, that are operating that way. So if you don't surround yourself with community that doesn't think that you're an absolute lunatic based off of kind of how you're operating, people who can uh, affirm, confirm, 
um, as you're going is super valuable because it's very easy when things get a little bit tough because this is not like a this is a simple process but not an easy journey then it's like it's so easy to hop back out of the water or at least be tempted to unless you have some level of community around you that's why the kingdom driven entrepreneur it's like the community is everything it really is i want to pivot and talk just a bit about your book grace over grind sure what is the premise of the book yeah so I'll tell you the scripture that that book was birthed out of. I was in church many, many years ago, and the pastor was giving a message on Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. This is a scripture most are familiar with where Jesus ta- you know, says, you know, come to me, all of those who are weary. He talks about how you'll find, you'll find rest for your souls. And he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's the phrase most people are familiar with. But my pastor was reading it in the message that particular day. And it says, are you tired, worn out? burnt out on religion. I heard the word business. Come to me, (laughs) get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. And Brian, I mean, I've been a business owner for years and I'd been a believer for many more years than that. And I heard that and it was like, I knew there was something that was missing for me and I needed to figure out what that was. I need to figure out what in the world does it look like to work in the unforced rhythms of your grace? What does it even look like to walk with you, work with you and watch how you do it? Yeah. You know, what does that mean to keep company with you in the context of my business life? It's like all of those things. It was a massive invitation. Mm -hmm. That is where that book came from. It came from that starting place of an invitation, walking that out with the Lord and then years later, you know, writing a book that that invites other people into the beauty of partnership with God. And just re- because because here's the thing, I, the grind is very popular in business. That's how I learned how to do business. It was about grinding it out, you know, um, team no sleep, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know, all that, <laughs> all that stuff. We still say it's this day. Like, it's really weird. And then Christians will say things like, wake, pray, grind. So it's like, I'm not just about the grind, but I'm going to pray before I grind. Yeah. You know, my hustle is holy. You know, my grind is godly. And it's just all this weird stuff. And it's like, grind is excessive hard work, doing things primarily in your own strength. And the invitation that we have before us is everything but that. It's like, what is it like to labor in his rest, by his grace, working at the pace of his grace, ex- operating in his favor, experiencing exceeding abundantly above all you can ask, think, or even imagine, and not doing it at the sacrifice of all the things, idolizing all the things, right? But walking this out with him, there's nothing like it. I know it because I've done business both ways. You know, someone listening to this is going, oh, that sounds so nice. Listen, I was a grinder. I get it. Yeah, exactly. I and I have been as well, and I still am in many ways. You know, I'm going to be upfront. Absolutely. There's there's always things that he's that he's pinpointing. Like ah, you know, just the last few weeks, I've had all these personal things going on, uh, along with business stuff, and it's just been like okay. I mean, I've had to eat my own cooking at its basic level so many times over the last <laughs> three weeks because it was like worry wanted to show up. Yeah. You know. It's like wanting to overdo things, wanted to, wanted to show up, you know, I was starting to grind in my mind and not always in my actions, but grinding in my head, 
you know? And it's just like, okay, it's like, no, I need to re- like this. I'm carrying a burden that I'm not supposed to be carrying. Okay. What does it look like to partner heaven in this? First, I need to release this. Now I need to think about, okay, what's the lie that I'm believing? Cause that's what, what's causing anxiety. Okay. What's the truth I need to hold on to. And then doing what I call the lie truth exchange. So it's like, I give, I give that lie up to Jesus and I embrace his truth. And then begin to like walk that out. Like I, at the fundamental level of things that I mentor, I've had to walk those things out over the last few weeks at the fundamental level. Well, the basics are always necessary. Always, always. It's a lifestyle. It's not about mastering something. Here's the thing. And I love this too, because, you know, I had said how I've been, I've been walking this thing out for like a decade. Right. Mm -hmm. But every time there's a new, a new phase a new phase of expanded territory or elevation of a particular area, it's like you're not starting all over because you're building upon the foundation of the last season, but at the same time, there's new situations and circumstances and things that have you have to go back to like, ah, I got to go back to some basics on this thing because now I'm experiencing some things that I've never had to experience before, but I'm also not the same person as I was then. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I call, it's like, that's the going from one level of glory to the next. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it feels like, okay, so I'm at the next level of glory, but I'm at the very beginning stage of that. And, and just like four months ago, I was at the highest end of that last level of glory and I was feeling really good. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm on the, 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 the beginning stage of this next level of glory. And ah, this is, this is like really stretching me again. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is that next level that you're getting stretched into right now, Shay? I'm just curious. Oh gosh. In so many ways. So, um, I'll go back a couple years. So my husband is the CEO of Kingdom Driven LLC as of November 2020, which was a whole God thing all by itself. Like he wasn't even part of the business for, for years. Mm-hmm. And he and we brought him in in 2019. And then the Lord revealed he was going to be the next CEO. We were all surprised. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when he took that role on, it was like, wow, okay, Lord, um, I'm the co-founder and have been the CEO for all this time you know, partnering with you. And now you're calling me into other things of which I'm trying to kind of put my arms around and understand what you're looking for me to do while still doing the things that I am called to do as it relates to kingdom driven entrepreneur. And so that was that weird stage of trying to figure out how to not be the CEO, yeah, but yet still be the co-founder, still be involved, but still like give that space to my husband to find his footing and what guy desired to do within the movement with him as CEO. So that was kind of like this weird, awkward phase because I'm simultaneously embracing some of the new things he's showing me. But at, but I also am trying to figure out how to be properly close and properly far enough away <laughs> to decisions, day-to-day decisions as it relates to Kingdom Driven LLC. So that was like a really awkward, awkward year. Then and then after that, so then going into 20, I guess, end of 2021, that was that kind of end of 2020 to end of 2021 was pretty much that very awkward phase. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like, okay, I think I'm getting to the other side of that. It doesn't feel as awkward anymore. But now it's like, okay, Lord, yeah, now what does that look like? Now in this year, it's been interesting because I you know, I've shared this on the podcast, on our podcast before. One of the things that God's calling me into is not just entrepreneurship, but kingdom focus in the area of uh, government. Mm. And and I don't know what that looks like. I have zero political ambition, uh, but he's been showing me some stuff. So it's been really 
interesting and awkward. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing myself in these spaces where it's almost like bringing together people who are in business, people who are in government, and people who are in, let's call it the nonprofit sector who care about problems, Mm -hmm. you know, and want to bring kingdom solutions to it, whether they have the language to say that or not. Um, that's, you know, that's what they're looking for is to help people to flourish. And I'm supposed to be in the midst of that somehow. So there's these things that God's showing me and I'm having, having these conversations with the Lord around, around economic systems and things that Brian, I, these are things I never even used to think about. Wow! But yet God has me thinking about these things and has me researching things. And, and, and I'm like in this weird space of like, wow, I don't have a lot of expertise in this stuff, Lord, but I didn't have expertise in the thing over the last decade either, but when you called me to it. So I'm in that awkward space of just stewarding something that's an expansion that's new without knowing a lot of details. Mm-hmm. Just like I felt 10 years ago when Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur started, I'm in that awkward space, but just in additional realms right now. And that is so instructive with respect to how God moves us into higher levels. Yeah. Is this sense of awkwardness. It's almost like learning to walk again in a different way. Yes. Right. And so you embrace that. And the challenge is not to get freaked out and try to run ahead and try to put your own plans in play. Right. That's right. I let go of doing that a long time ago and I'm not looking to pick that back up. And so the process in that is it's just it's just being willing to be patient, steward. I asked the Lord for a word, like at the beginning of last year about this and the beginning of this year about this kind of new thing. And he gave me this word and said, I want you to connect the dots and connect the people. Hmm. And so for the whole year, I was like, okay, connecting the dots. I'm like, okay, well, I was looking for, I was paying attention to the spirit of God for figuring out what the dots were that need to be connected. And then as far as people were concerned, I'd find myself in conversations with folks about things I normally wasn't talking about. And I'd hear like, connect this person with that person. Mm-hmm. So so then when I got into 2022, the same thing happened. I was like, is there a new word for this year? Connect the dots, connect the people. Okay, I'm going to do that again this year. I'm referring to the new thing. And so that's what I've been doing all this year. So that's one part of, of the stretch has been that and then I guess the the other aspect when I'm thinking about my now season is that we also have some like strategic tactical things and kingdom driven entrepreneur right now that I'm having to get my hands dirty in. That's really not my it hasn't been my role, but I'm needing to hop in, you know, t- at this point to do it. That can that can be frustrating. And so like we're, we're in this growth phase right now where it's like there's just some things that we've got to fix that we have to that we have to prepare and position ourselves for for the next thing God wants to do with kingdom driven entrepreneur. And so I've had to kind of like shift from well I'm not supposed to be doing that anymore to Lord if this is what is if this is what it is for this season I'm in like I'm all in mm-hmm. and I just don't know that you've you've given me the grace to do it. You know and so I'm kind of in that phase too. And it's like, that's not the fun part. That's not a fun part of business. And it's not the fun exploration of the new thing. And it's not, and it's also not the the fun thing of the things that I get to do, like advising with a small amount of my time these days that I love. That's very life-giving for me. It's like this other stuff that's like grunt, (laughs) like grunt work that I prefer not to be doing. And I prefer to have somebody else doing, but I have to do my part in it, you know? So it's just like, so that's kind of the, the stretch of the season, but that for that piece for Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, it is in preparation for us to be prepared for what God has already done. That's just awaiting us to fix some things 
so that we can re- so that we can receive what he has already done. And then on the new thing, and then it's that alongside of the new things, you know, but I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm mostly enjoying the journey and um, <laughs> 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 mostly and not fully, but mostly right now, if I'm being honest. Um, but what I do love is just the beauty of that. All of this is with him. I'm not doing any of this on my own. And that's the beauty of it. When somebody says I have this passion, but I don't know how to turn it into a profit making enterprise. And they're in this really frustrating space. What do you tend to counsel people to do or not do in that situation? I'm curious. So I don't start with the presumption that they're supposed to make a business out of that passion. Boom. So let's figure that part out first, <laughs> right? right? <Yep>. <laughs> now, <laughs> if someone is, because <laughs> some passions are just meant to be hobbies and, um, you know, and that just is what it is and that's fine. Right. And in fact, this is, and then you try to make a business out of the thing, that's the passion. And then you lead yourself into frustration because it wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. um, in that packaging. So that would be first things first is, is that meant to be a business? Assuming that it is, <laughs> I go back to these fundamental questions that we've talked about. Like, you know, if this is a business, like, like what, if God's put this thing on your heart, then there's a people that he's called you to for a purpose, right? And let's get his heart for what that is. Mm. Let's look at his heart for like what, what he desires to see you steward in the season that's on the inside of you. Who are like, what is the, what, what is it that you're, what does that look like? You know, yeah. I want, I'm going to always start people with asking questions of the father around this thing so that we can align our hearts with his and our thoughts with his. Even when like I have this book, Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur's Guide to Goal Setting. And it's funny because when I take people through the process there, it's like, it's like the very first aspect of it is like, let's be God inspired in this thing. Let's go ask God some questions. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Like, let's start by seeking first God. Yeah. Like, let's let that be our starting point. That's always going to be it. If you ask anyone who I ever work with, one-on-one or group, they'll be like, Shay's going to be like, what did God say? Like, what was the heart of God on that? Like, it's like, I, that's where I'm going to send people first. Yes. Yes. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Keep the main thing, the main thing. How can people find out more about you, Shay? Sure. They could go to, I guess I'll send people to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com because that's where you can get connected with everything going on with the movement, the podcast, our courses and mentoring and all of those. Those That's the best place to go. And to connect with me directly, I'm pretty active on social media, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Uh, My personal website is at shaybines.com. Perfect. I would love to have you pray for our listeners as we finish up, please. Absolutely. Uh, Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness, Uh, just your faithfulness and your love. We're so, so grateful. And I just thank you that for all of those who are listening, I just thank you that you are drawing them closer and closer to your heart, your mind, your thoughts. I thank you that um, you are uh, releasing creativity, uh, just a greater passion for alignment with you, uh, that their dreams are aligned with your dreams, that as they are sitting with you, as they are doing the step of being intentional about sitting with you, I thank you that you are meeting them. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for providing them with strategy. Uh, Jesus, I thank you for giving them your heart of compassion and how to just function and flow and love themselves and love their neighbors and what that looks like for them. I thank you, Lord, that you're just giving them your heart and your mind concerning how they flow. I thank you that we have the awesome privilege to do all things 
with you, mm. that we don't just have to do things in our own strength, uh, trying to figure all the things out on our own, that we have you and that you desire to walk this out. And so I just thank you for just hearts that are aligning with this invitation, hearts that say, yes, 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 I want that. And we'll say yes to your invitation to do business, to do their work lives, their professional lives, not just their personal lives, but every aspect of their lives with you. So we just thank you for all of that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Shay. Loved connecting with you again. Thanks, Brian. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the show and share this with someone you believe would be encouraged and motivated by these stories. Until next time, I'm Brian Robinson reminding you that the greatest decision you could ever make is to ask Jesus Christ to become the Lord of your life. If you haven't done that, read Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 11. Thanks again for listening.